0: welcome to going off track
1: hi and welcome to going off track this is jonah this is brad and if we were in stereo you could hear us on either side of your head but we're in mono <laughs> as you may have heard us refer to yes prior episodes
0: we are in mono uh so so what does that mean exactly
1: it means that we're equal we're we're equal to both ears we're not favoring one or the other with one voice you know
0: we're equal i consider us equal all sides yeah
1: no matter where you are we sound the same
0: Alright. So, luckily we have different voices, so you can tell us apart. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you can't tell us apart. I don't know. <laughs> uh, today in the podcast, we have Chris Farren, who you may know from Fake Problems. And we're also joined by Jeff Rosenstock, who's with him from Bomb the Music Industry. And they are in a band together called Antarctica Vespucci. I think I pronounced that hopefully close. With Benny from the Gaslight Anthem, who's been on the podcast before. And... Uh, I saw their first show after we taped this episode, I think it was that night at Shea Stadium and it was awesome. Not Shea Stadium, the stadium, the venue. Uh, (laughs) For those of you. Yeah. But, and Chris did our live podcast, our last one and performed. So it was cool to get him back in the studio. Um, and yeah, his music's awesome. He also has a big cartel store where you can buy his Smith family shirts, which have become an internet sensation. And him and Jeff also do the podcast Back to the Island, Da Island. and Which is a Jamaican podcast. Which is a Jamaican podcast. No, it's a podcast where they talk about random episodes of Lost. And I was a <laughs> guest on it recently when Chris was here on this trip, actually. So you can listen to that on SoundCloud, I believe. When were you on Lost? <laughs> I was never on Lost, technically. But I talked about... They got cut. You got cut? Well, I wanted to do an episode where we talked about Charlie's band. Uh, So that was like drive shaft so that was what our episode themed around uh but yeah you can listen to a whole podcast about us talking about that we do not need another one (laughs) um but yeah it was cool it was cool for them to come by and uh they're great guys and i don't know where steven and mike are steven steven i think he went to the bathroom i think steven's in the bathroom but steven was here for this episode which is awesome because uh We're all old friends, and it was great to hear what what Chris has been up to. So, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Farron, joined by Jeff Rosenstock. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah. This is Stephen. Hi, everyone. And Brad. Hello. Today, we are joined by not one, but two guests. Surprise! <laughs> Chris Farren from Fake Problems, hello, and Jeff Rosenstock from Bomb the Music Industry. Hi, everybody! And they have a band and a podcast together. Why don't you guys say the name of them? The band Back is called to- our- in- and <laughs> art
2: <laughs> <laughs> the band is called
3: Antarctica Vespucci. The podcast is called Back to the Island.
0: I made you do that because I knew I was going to fuck up the band name.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I can tell. I don't remember if it was you. No, it wasn't you. Somebody, somebody emailed me about Antarctico Vespucci, and the text of their email was all in one font. And then Antarctico Vespucci was obviously just copied and pasted from like somewhere else. <laughs> it's pretty funny.
3: Dan Ozzie also emailed us about Antarctico Vespucci, and we found out we had been spelling it wrong the whole time. So it was good. And saying it wrong. Before it came out.
4: <laughs>
2: Yeah, Maybe it
3: was almost spelled Antarctica. Yeah, You'll see, now,
0: was it? Did now, Chris, you really, Chris? Almost, you, oh, go ahead.
4: I was to say, Chris delighted us with performing on our live podcast. And Jeff, you were there. We talked about your podcast before it started, and I thought we had a discussion about the name of your project and how it wasn't going to go forward with that name. What happened?
2: Uh, we just, uh, you know, we bit the bullet and decided to go forward. We almost named the band Gmail.
3: Yeah, would that have been better?
2: <laughs> I don't know if that's better or worse, but we ultimately decided on Antarctic of his <laughs> I mean, all band names are bad, you know, so... Yeah. What were we going to do? If
4: it was G-E-E, mail,
2: Oh, Gmail.
4: <laughs> that's
3: the band when Chris breaks off and does his own version yeah. of Gmail. you know? <laughs>
0: Chris Barron's G-Mail. And you guys did a live podcast on Friday. That was really great. Thank um, you. To, you were there, yeah. I was there. I mean, what? how did you feel about the first, first live podcast? Because live podcasts can be a little bit different dynamic.
2: We were both, I think, terrified to do it. <laughs> I was I think, still
0: terrified, like, for hours afterwards that it had mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, I, think, I know the
3: feeling.
4: Yeah,
2: w- <laughs> When we were planning it, we, like, kind of decided to do it, and then the whole time, we're second-guessing ourselves the whole way through. Like, yeah. n- Not during it, but during, like, planning it, we're like, Are we sure we're really going to do this? Maybe we should just cancel it. Maybe we should cancel it. Um, And then it was just so great. There was like a lot of people there, and people were like really, you know, happy to be there, it seemed, and laughing and stuff. So I had such a good time. For those who
4: aren't aware, what is your podcast about?
2: Uh, It's called uh, Back to the Island. I almost said it's called Going Off Track. I, <laughs> it's called Going Off Track.
4: It's got Jonas, uh, That's it's got taken Chris. It's,
2: yeah. <laughs> it's called Back to the Island. Jeff and I watch a random episode of Lost a week uh, and then talk about it for an hour.
3: As two Lost fans uh kind of falling out of love and it, occasionally finding sparks that made it what it was,
2: you know? It, yeah.
4: Has it It is kind of a bummer how bad that show went away because i was a huge huge fan
2: same it, I, I i told somebody yesterday that it was the biggest heartbreak of my life that can't wow. be true it, i think it is true i think so it how is. are
4: your relationships chris because it sounds <laughs> like you <laughs> haven't <laughs> it found seems one seems like they must
2: be pretty good right <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> has it changed the way you
0: view because i view lost as like Something I loved so much, and then when I watched an episode of the the couple this week, like it really is different now watching it like do you sort of is it like going back to your college town or something just part of you like Feel weird about it. Yeah, there's different. there's
2: some like nostalgic qualities to it because then you start remembering like what your life was like when you were watching it like originally, which
3: is sad because your life was like you told all your friends you couldn't hang out with them so you could
4: watch a fucking TV show. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> so could have been that good. Yeah, it's Jeff, crazy. that's not sad. That's every day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ew, I mean, it's great, right? <laughs> um, but uh, it's
3: just crazy how little you remember. Yeah. About about Lost. Like about yeah. the characters. I bet you, you were watching because you haven't watched it since watching it. Isn't it crazy that you're just like, who was
0: that guy? I had was no that idea. Important? And then like on Lostopedia, it's like this person, I'm like, who are these people again? <laughs> like I had no there's so many characters. Yeah, yeah. And and like I was so invested, I still
3: remember like 20% of what happened. Yeah.
4: Yeah. There's, I have a friend who was so into it um that he he followed the online marketing. Like like they had at Comic Con, this woman who crashed a panel, and she was a character that was put online to like drum up stories about the Dharma Initiative, and there was this extra storyline that happened. Like it was, they were one of the earliest adopters of um, online, like weird viral marketing. Like it's crazy. So there was this extra story, yeah, yeah. that never got sewed up. And then wait, who are the characters? Uh, this jumped into my head. The um, the characters they tried to introduce, and then killed off immediately.
3: Well, there was a Nikki and Paolo episode. Which That's is, it. Thank they you, Nicki
4: and Paolo. They were
3: on the show, and then the producers were saying stuff like, you know, or not the producers, the network. This is my understanding. This is possibly completely wrong. But uh, <laughs> what, what I've heard is that the network was like, you have to explore these other characters. You know, we want to expand the show. And they're like, fine, we'll give you j- an episode just about Nikki and Paolo. Everyone's going to hate it. And deal with it. And then they saw, they're like, "Yeah, don't explore other characters. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine." I love that episode. That was it. One, was really fun. That's to watch. one of my favorite episodes. Of yeah. Because it
4: has the most fucked up ending of any. Yeah, it's like an episode. Like a, it's, it's horrible. Yeah,
3: He's it's, buried alive. It's like a Quentin yes. Tarantino movie. It's like a short Quentin oh. Tarantino <laughs> movie.
2: Yeah. Well, the magic. So the magic of Lost, I, I have found is that it that, was... That's
3: another good name for the podcast. The Magic of Lost. <laughs> <laughs> the Magic of Lost I have found. <laughs>
2: um, was that, uh, that there was all these like mysteries and that was what was exciting about it when you were watching it. And so now when you watch it and you know that almost none of it pays off, it's really difficult to watch it. Especially...
4: Yeah, that because they, they painted yeah. themselves into a corner, especially with, um, with Richard. He was my favorite character. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and I'm like, oh my god, the chains. What does that mean? And then they go back and they talk about what happened to him, and he's in chains for 20 minutes. That could have been two, and then we could have had a lot more cool backstory <laughs> about this yeah. mystical guy.
2: Yeah, wait, was Richard the guy with the eyeliner? Yeah,
4: he rocks. Yes. He doesn't wear <laughs> eyeliner. He has very thick eyelashes.
2: I know. <laughs> yeah, he's so like, I love calls that guy. That. <laughs> that guy was on uh, Suddenly Susan, right? <laughs> Whatever. Wow! <laughs>
0: taking it back. Cool.
4: What,
2: wow.
0: what I think is weird about it is like when you're watching it, like especially those first seasons, you're like the writers of the show are such geniuses, and then kind of towards the end, you're like, oh, they're like regular people because like, they're just <laughs> making things. <laughs> up. Yeah, they're, they're just making. Yeah, they're, they're
3: regular people. They like can't write like a TV show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like they're creative, but they're not these like <clears throat> amazing visionaries. That had like it was like strangely reassuring to me. I was like, they're oh. kind of like me.
2: To uh, me, it's like like a little kid could have written it. It's like ideas that a little cruel. kid a has. A little
4: kid could not have written Towards
2: the end. Like the last season, a little kid could have written it's it. It's not
4: <laughs> Axe Cop. It's completely different. But yeah, yeah I get where you're coming from. <laughs> how, how does it feel to have a, a podcast where you know how many episodes you're going to have of your podcast?
2: Well, well we don't actually know because they just <gasps> announced that there might be a Lost Reboot.
4: I saw that yesterday. So guys. we really yeah, so
2: we're we're discussing we're in talks right now <laughs> about whether or not we're going to have like another podcast or we're going to like combine it or.
3: Well, I mean, if we have yeah. We we don't know. Back to the Island Classic,
2: <laughs>
0: something. Yeah, Back to the Island West, like Showtime West. <laughs> do you guys get a lot of feedback from people who really do know a lot about Lost? Who infuriates them? Not when really. Like, Who's this person? It's we a lot of some. people
2: who go who go like. Yeah, what was this about? What was this about? Are asking us and we're like, obviously we don't know. <laughs>
3: I think initially we got a, a bit of feedback that was just like, "You guys are too mean." And it was kind of it was kind of right. It was just like, "Yeah, you're right. We you are a little a little yeah. harsh." But
4: you're you're mean because you're hurt. You were betrayed. Trust me. I I I've I got into fights with friends about the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Who were like, let it go. And I'm like, I can't let it go. And they went, no, that's a line from the last episode. I went, see, that's how much I didn't care.
3: <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, I feel like what we're
3: doing, it's a fine line between, like, two friends arguing and, like, two friends talking shit on the internet on a message board, being like, this was stupid, which I don't want to do that. I'd rather yeah, have
4: that's true. be a bunch of friends getting mad at each other.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's got to
4: be weird going back and watching an episode out of... Context yeah. because terrible way
2: uh, to watch it. Yeah, where did that through idea? line come from? I don't know. I think,
4: we just thought it would be bad, so we should <laughs> do it. Basically, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I think I think there's there's something to trying to see how each episode kind of stands alone. Oh, yeah, without having getting swept dip up swept up in the the story <laughs> yeah
3: but i mean for sure a lot of the ideas on back to the island were us being like wouldn't this be dumb if we did this? <laughs> yeah exactly like rating it on scale of 4 8 15 16 23 and 42
0: <laughs> yeah how did you guys meet was it through touring i'm not
2: <laughs> even sure at this yeah. point it must we have did been tour
3: together did we know each other before we toured together
2: well you met
3: i knew derek derek kinda
2: in, like, Athens or something, right? When we were on tour oh, with yeah. Against Me.
3: Yeah, because I offered you guys a place to stay, and Derek's like, no, we're staying at a hotel with the Me," <laughs> And I was like, all right, whatever. I'm a stranger. I just know that you're <laughs> friends with yeah. friends, so this yeah. probably seems weird. Uh, I thought you guys were a huge band, and, like, you have weirdos offering you places to stay every night when I was at that <laughs> show. <ship. laughs> <laughs> I went to Christie, and I was like, nah, they didn't want to. I felt stupid. And <laughs> I <Like>, left.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't remember exactly how we met, but... I think the first time I remember actually like meeting meeting you was when we like the first day of that tour that yeah. we did together
3: and, uh, and literally the first like five or ten minutes of that tour
2: we are shotgunning beers yeah, literally yeah we were
3: shotgunning beers in a parking lot with like the door the back doors to our van open playing like Green 21st day. Century Breakdown by Green Day which we were just like oh no yeah, uh, when we heard that record so we were just like blasting Know Your Enemy just like shotgunning beers like yeah it's Green
4: Day <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Even as, in, as in how many beers could it take To make that record sound good uh, <laughs> I don't, it was just like an aimless Like you
3: have to understand Our bands had not met each other For the most part yet <laughs> yeah. We're just like let's do this, let's get in It yeah. was so weird I think Casey brought a lot to that too
2: Yeah, yeah. definitely
3: um, But yeah, I don't want to say anything ba- I can't say anything bad about Green Day It changed my damn life
4: yeah, but then you go back and listen to them, and you go, they changed your damn life by using songs you already knew. Um, oh. Ooh. 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 I'll go on record and say it. Wow. Ooh. So this is going to be on a record? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, 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 well, we're making vinyl right now. That's the new thing, vinyl podcasts. I don't know if you guys are into it. Is
3: it? Yeah, man. Straight yeah. to vinyl. I bet that that would be Somebody like, just did
2: that.
4: That would be... If you could
3: find a place that would do a cheap, like... 100 records. Yeah, I bet that, that would Didn't be something. Didn't Tom Sharpling
2: like. just put like one of their first episodes on vinyl? Yeah, they
0: did a record store day thing. Yeah. I think Rock Rotten <sighs> Rule. Yeah. Yeah. Sharpling. Yeah. <laughs> that, that stuff is so, so good. smart. Yeah. Um was Green Day your biggest heartbreak, Stephen?
4: When I found out about a lot of when I, when I heard what's what's the Dillinger 4 song? The whiskey um, Double
3: whiskey coke no ice.
4: Yeah, when I when I heard oh. that years later after Going on the record and saying, I thought American Idiot was Green Day's London calling. Uh, that kind of broke my heart. You said that, that on a record me too, quite huh? A
2: bit. <laughs> what was that? You pressed that one on a record as well, huh?
4: Yeah, yeah, I put that out on 7 Inch. Uh, <laughs> just you saying that. <laughs> just, oh, it's just that over and over again. And there's a couple of rare pressings. There's a marble version goes on eBay for about 20 cents.
1: Didn't you do the 45 with the, with the B side? Was you saying that backwards? Kids don't know what B-sides are, Brad. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I think we've stumbled
3: onto something, like having some kind of like podcast magazine that's only available on a vinyl record.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: It's great. Podcast did- magazine is funny. Well, because <laughs> it has screenshots
0: of you've heard. Too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I said this on the podcast before. I t- told the Academy is their album Santi. Was their Pinkerton? We should put that on there. <laughs> that's also one of the weirdest things I've ever said to someone well, I mean, it's
3: their Pinkerton Yeah,
2: that's
4: true If you say sophomore record, Pinkerton. yeah, it is their Pinkerton <laughs> Okay, fair
2: enough That guy, the bass player for that band Is kind of a friend of mine I toured with uh, Say Anything And he played bass for them But now he plays bass for Carly Rae Jepsen Yeah, it's pretty oh, I follow nice. him on Instagram yeah, He posts the craziest, craziest pictures, yeah.
3: yeah, You guys think Carly Rae Jepsen's got more in the tank? Like, I hope she musically? Does. Yeah. The
2: Well? <laughs> yeah, I
3: hope she's got more. I hope she's got at least another good single in her.
2: I like a lot of songs on that record. Yeah, it's like a good record. like four four songs on that record are legitimately like hit songs to me. Okay, cool. Maybe not to everybody good. else, obviously. <laughs> only two of them were hits to
0: the rest of the world. <laughs> but it's always weird to me when people from like punk or whatever cross over into the, it's always int- like you know like, like Tucker Tucker. Yeah, Tucker was just going to say Tucker playing for the Wanted like like, even like Miley Cyrus' band is led by <coughs> Stacy from American Hi Fi. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, Jamie from American Hi Fi plays that. guitar. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's always interesting to me because you think of those worlds as so. Different, and you think of punk existing in this weird yeah. offshoot. Well, American Hi-Fi was on not MTV maybe not American stuff, Hi-Fi you know? so much, but I guess like yeah, like Thursday or the Academy yeah. is, or like.
3: Well, you think about it. Jobs a job, you know. True. What's a lamer job? Working at an office or working as a bass player for Carly Rae Jepsen, you know? No, Totally. Yeah.
2: So. And I and I know like a lot of like a lot of the band managers are are just like most a lot of a lot of like people who are, who are involved in the music industry are just like. Punk kids who grew up and then became music industry professionals. Some yeah. of them. No, that's true. I, I guess just a few. I guess articles, I have a, right? a
0: skewed perspective because I play in in a band where we play an open D, and I feel like I couldn't play with anyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, is it all open D? All, yeah, all everything that I'm pl- we're playing now is an open D for me.
3: Yeah.
0: So, you got to get yourself a baritone guitar, right? Take that down to open A. Ooh. Boom. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um, that just you, blew my mind. <laughs> yes,
0: and you guys recently played your first show. Yeah, yeah that was when Saturday.
4: Yeah, it's been a busy week
0: for us. Yeah, you, 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 it's been awesome. you've
2: really packed it in. This it's really impressive, man. Thank you. Yeah, every time I come up here, I just make sure I have no free time. Yeah, <laughs> I just you know it's like in Naples when I'm in Naples, it's all free time. It's like I can't. What's a typical? Take us
0: through like a typical Chris Farren Naples day. Chris
2: Farron in Naples. <laughs> <laughs> we wake open, up, make t shirts. <laughs> lunch t shirts. <laughs> yeah. We open, I uh I wake up <laughs> I, I wake up around uh nine thirty. Uh <laughs> I, I, you said we open, but you didn't say we, where we opened. Oh, uh, we open. Me, Boy, Chris, asleep, I'm young, i up. <laughs> know
3: where he is.
2: <laughs> we open. Okay, okay. First, we open. It's 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 seven a.m. My girlfriend is banging around the room, getting ready for work. She kisses me on the on the little cheek. She gives me a little peck, and I go, "I love you." And then she leaves. Uh, I sleep for another three hours. I look. I, I I open my eyes and I look at my phone and I go, don't look, don't do it, don't do it, don't check Twitter this early. This yeah. is a bad idea. This is just going to stress you out. I do that too, Chris. Don't and worry. then and then I uh, you know two minutes later I grab it. I just start looking at Twitter, Instagram, and then I'm like, this is crazy. I, I need a break. I put my phone down. I pick up my computer and then I look at Twitter on my computer for like an hour and I go to some other websites. You know my just check my sites. You know. Um so
3: what are your sites, if you don't mind me
2: interrupting? Uh, I go uh Vulture. Oh interesting Pitchfork wow, bold. and uh Split Cider. Huh. Those are my top three, wow. I'd say.
0: Interesting. I'll have to check those out.
2: Yeah. Um and then maybe I'll take a little bike ride, ride my bike around, and then I'll just try to force myself to write a song. Then I'll get super depressed in most cases. <laughs> and uh <laughs> That's the rest of the day. I am just depressed for the rest of the day. And then day. Cassie comes home. <laughs> and then Cassie cook, comes huh, home right? and I go, I'm depressed. And then she's like, it's okay. Yeah, Cassie who's been working all day. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel she this is The boy like,
3: with the dream life is depressed. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> exactly. So much sympathy, I'm sure.
2: <laughs> she, is, she is the greatest woman in the world because all, it's like I am like a happy guy to everybody else in the world. And then when like <laughs> she closes the door, I'm like. My life is terrible.
3: <laughs> you got to start cooking, man. Yeah. Because then you'll feel good. You can make Cassie a meal when she comes home. That's a good you idea. Know? You'll That's feel the... like you accomplished something.
2: That's true. Yeah. I do other stuff as well. <laughs> when yeah. you guys Sometimes play live,
4: I go... is, it, is it just you two or is it a full band?
2: Uh, when we uh, Our band? Uh, we Yes. It was a uh, full band. Yeah,
3: it was a full band. It was uh, John from Bomb the Music Industry. Played um, bass. Tim, who does Back to the Island with us, played keyboards. And Benny from the Gaslight Anthem play Play drums drums. probably because i met him at your live podcast definitely that's definitely yeah i thought you guys were old friends no we're just i think people from new jersey and people from long island have an immediate bond because we're like the the fuck-ups on the outside in new york city you know Like, I think people from Jersey are always trying to convince people, like, no, Jersey's actually a pretty cool place, and people from Long Island are always trying to convince people, like, no, some people from Long Island are actually pretty cool, (laughs) and we have that, like, stigma that unites us.
2: But he he was on our record definitely because of the live podcast that that I did with you guys, because... Uh, yeah, it was
3: going to be just Drum Machine.
2: It was going to be Drum Machine. We were kind of talking to some other people and really trying to figure out how we were going to do it.
3: Yeah, I was thinking about Tim, and we didn't know where and to Mikey yeah. And Mikey yeah. Erg,
2: and stuff like that. But, so, uh, after my interview with you guys, during the, while the the live podcast was still going on, probably when you guys were talking to Vanessa or something, he was like, hey, do you want me to, to play on that stuff? And I thought he was talking about, like play along with me when i was gonna play a song at the end of the night like acoustic song i was like okay <laughs> and i was like what's he gonna do just like tap on stuff and and benny then i and then he was like that
3: now knowing <laughs> benny he has very good taste he's not gonna want to do that <laughs> yeah no i know i know that's why i was like what
2: is going on um and then i realized and, he, and then i was like oh yeah and then that's how that happened he, oh, he's dude, our so cool. He's always
0: down to play. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And then we, we were
2: talking I, about I how, how he's him like in New a Jersey, total
3: not knowing him whatsoever. Like yeah. having only met him at the podcast and we just like Got super into it. After the recording, we talked about death. We talked about what happens when you die. We talked about gentrification. We talked about whether or not you truly ever fall out of love with anybody. (laughs) Like, we just got into real fucking conversations that I didn't know this guy, like, uh, at all.
2: Like, instant friends. He's awesome. We were talking about how he's, like, a true man of the people guy. Yeah. 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 For, like, being in, like, one of the friggin' biggest bands, he's just, like, one of the coolest guys. All those guys are super cool, though. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, they're, I don't know any of them, but yeah, <laughs> if you say it, I believe yeah. you. No, they are there are a good bunch of dudes. Yeah, Jeff, did, Jeff, did your you, uh, did your band have a documentary made out of it?
3: Um, it's happening right now. Uh, they just kickstarted enough money to finish up all the post stuff.
4: Yeah. Oh, right on.
3: Yeah. Seems exciting. It's uh, kind of a crazy thing. I've never seen any of the footage from the documentary. I've been doing my best to just stay out of it. That was our friend. <laughs> our now friend Sarah just kind of started making this thing and uh, we just tried to stay out of it and I've just first seen the footage and it's weird to kind of. See what your life was like for the past six years from an outside perspective. I feel like I need to stop being so fucking self-deprecating because it (laughs) seems like everything was kind of all right. Because it seems like
0: that stuff looks awesome. The the trailer is insane. The crowds at the trailer are insane. Uh, When I watched, well,
3: one of them is from the
0: last show, which was at Warsaw. Okay, Um, which still that was
3: insane. That was an unexpected thing. Yeah, but yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) It's totally crazy.
2: When I watched the trailer, I was in Jeff's apartment, and I was like, I, "I shouldn't even be here. This is crazy. I can't even believe I know this person." <laughs>
3: it was, it was, it was, it was, it's a neat, it's a neat thing. It's really cool. Yeah.
4: <laughs> it's funny how you said six years because uh, I've got a friend who's been working on a documentary about drummers that, um, and uh, Benny's oddly enough in it. <clears throat> and he, when they went in to do it, the person he was doing it with said, "So, well, you know, we we'll us shoot a bunch of footage for like a couple years," and he went. No no, it's gonna be six or seven years that we're shooting this. Like that's like documentary standards. You gotta crazy. find the story.
3: Yeah, that's awesome. And that's other than me and Sarah. That's the only thing that like I talked to Sarah about was just like, yeah, you should be you should do this for a long time. Well because and I she... think fans are getting mad because they did a Kickstarter to like get her get her like a camera to do it. Um and the movie took so long, but like all good documentaries take or not all of them, but a lot of good documentaries take place take a long time. to. And she
2: started doing it before you guys were going to break up or anything, too. So it's like, it found its story during it, you know? I mean,
3: with me, every band I'm in is always going to break up every (laughs) every five minutes in my head. It's (laughs) like, nothing's working. (laughs) But, But it
0: seems like, have you, like, you seem like such a DIY type person, like, from just, like... Like, I made the joke the other day at your apartment, just, like, having, like, the LPs. Like, do you want something to write on? Here's an LP mailer. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, like, it's,
3: it's a hard surface. <laughs> no,
0: it, it worked great. But, I mean, like, has that does that change at all, like, as you get older in the sense, like, w- would you want to have, like, a booking agent or manager or someone to, like, help you? Or, like, does that change? Or- I feel like a manager is a weird thing. I actually
3: found a booking agent, Greg, from The World is a Beautiful Place, and he's going to help me out with some stuff. Oh, awesome. There's a lot of things that you can't... Like in in that world if you don't have a booking agent and you don't have anything to trade you don't get to go on tour with like say like I can't go on tour with um Titus Andronicus unless I could be like oh yeah I booked this shitty band on the music industry but also I book fucked up and we could put those two bands together if you put my little band on this thing I'll put your band on this thing so not having a booking agent you can't really do that i just I just write them emails pretending I'm not the singer of the band, <laughs> being like, Bond the music industry has done this. The singer's really cool. Um, but I don't know. I just kind of, you know, I, I don't really think about it too much. I, yeah. I just do stuff myself because I like to do stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, it totally does. But bookings, booking tours as a 31-year-old now can start to get endlessly frustrating because the bottom line is like, I'm not... I'm not one of the cool kids anymore. Like, I don't know where the cool house shows are anymore. And all my friends who used to book that stuff are getting old and kind of moving on. So that's kind of tough. Yeah. That answer your question? Yeah, no, that's totally a lot of coffee. It. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's weird when they have kids, too, huh?
3: Yeah. But it's. Uh, I think it's really comforting when you see your punk rock friends and they have kids and they seem like they're awesome parents. Because you are just like, okay, well, I'll be fine. What, what am I so worried about? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. You
4: have every reason to worry. thanks steven (laughs) you see them seeing them from afar you don't realize (laughs) that once you leave your friends with their little kids they still have the kids when you go
0: oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. the
4: kid stays with you 24 7 yeah I recently, and as Brad, Brad has said many times, you keep thinking they'll figure it out, and nope, they can't get their shirt on, they can't make food. It's a big waste I, of time. I didn't
0: realize until very recently that you can't leave kids alone. <laughs> like I was yeah. like, I was like, can't you just like watch a movie and be like, here's a toy or something? And Steven's like, no, you have to watch them all the time. <laughs> Yeah, That's crazy. That sounds annoying. Yeah, right? <laughs> that seems that
3: seems bad. There should be an app for that. Uh, I don't want to get weird, but imagine if you have a kid and he's an asshole and you gotta hang out with him all day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that
4: must be the worst. Dude, you just you just defined being a parent. I called I called one of my daughters an asshole this morning. <laughs> oh. She was she was like we my wife and I are like in, in separate she? beds with uh I have twin three-year-olds. Oh, cool. That's fun. No, that no, fine? no. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awful. It's to get a matching
3: awful. outfits. That seems <laughs> oh, God.
4: No, no, yeah. I get matching outfits. One, one doesn't care what color she's wearing. The other one has to be either orange or blue, which always goes well together. So you got
3: one cool fan, one cool kid, one Knicks
4: fan. <laughs> That's it. Okay. I, I, you know what? You just discussed my greatest fears. If if the either of them gets into sports, I'm ruined because I don't know anything. Oh yeah. Well, I'll be really? like, there's a lot of comics in there. You can look at. You're, you're welcome to them. But just don't make me go to a baseball game. Are you,
0: are you still? you going to use her? Withhold everything cool from them and hopes they discover it on their own technique
4: Uh, I'm trying like like the other day one of my kids gravitated towards something that looks slightly tie dye and I was like I I have to let this happen because if I show that I don't like it then they're going to go towards it yeah so I have to like I have to be like yeah sure you can listen to the Grateful Dead (laughs) (laughs) and hope they get into Tom Waits like a normal college student
3: yeah (laughs) <laughs> I'm an uncle right now, and I'm trying to figure out what cool records I could get for my nephew. Like, if I could get him, like, a Ramones record or, like, a Beastie Boys record censored or something, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. But, yes. see, as an uncle, you're a li- you can do that. Yeah, You can exactly. turn
1: him on to cool stuff. Yeah, you know, I just got him it. a
3: skateboard for his birthday. Ooh, you are yes. the cool the uncle. Cool. uncle.
1: Wow, yeah. that's huge. <laughs> and the mom hates you. Uh, yeah, yeah well, she does. <laughs>
0: you know, <laughs> I, I don't think she hates me. <laughs> Wait
1: till that first broken
0: wrist. <laughs> Chris, I had a question for you. Okay. Uh, obviously, you're, you talk about Twitter a lot. You have a lot of followers on Twitter. <laughs> it's verified. Depressing you're verified. to me. Are you <laughs> Obviously,
2: you talk about Twitter <laughs> a lot. Oh, my God. No, I mean, I mean it is
0: it is a, a big part. Of, it's part of my life. Yeah. It's, it's a part of your life That's as a, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. do you feel like... It ever takes you out of life? Do you feel like like do you feel a lot of guilt when you're on it? Do you feel like it's a good tool, or how, how do you kind of? Because I feel like that's something I think about a lot. I guess,
1: uh, like so, got, you something
2: know? that I think about is that I am because i i I feel like I'm being creative a lot of the times when I'm on Twitter and i wo- i worry sometimes that i'm taking like some nervous energy away from my songwriting and putting it there mm-hmm. so that's kind of a, a a concern i have so i try to level it out and try to like stay away from it in in bursts and like if i'm writing a song i don't bring my phone in and things like that it's hard to find a balance because i think it's fun and it's it can be a really great tool to use to you know promote the music i make and to just kind of like communicate with friends and maybe fans of of the band or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's a balance you have to strike, I what guess. What do you think
3: the split is in your head between Twitter is fun and Twitter is a tool I can use?
2: Twitter is fun and Twitter is a tool I can use. Uh, I'd say I'm more like 75 fun. Yeah, twenty five tool. Yeah, <laughs> twenty five tool. No, no, we're talking
0: about Twitter, Chris. About- <laughs> but is it hard? I, like if you're watching a I'm movie so or something? Mean. Is it is it like are you like I can't pick this up like because I feel like for me it's gotten you get so used to oh it, it's it, addic- like,
2: it's just t- totally like probably the thing I am most addicted to yeah for sure it's hard to not look at it yeah
4: it's, uh, it's Dana Dana Gould has a has a thing about Twitter and social media said he'll wake up in the morning his first thought will be. What did I miss?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, and
4: it's hard to get out of that that mindset nowadays with just constant information flooding. Because information, I think, maybe I heard it from him on his podcast, but it's it, it hits that same receptor in your brain that like you know drugs and alcohol do, where you get you get a little high from it when you learn something new.
3: Yeah, you know. Yeah, not to get too heady, but it's all an addiction. You know, TV yeah. is an addiction. Yeah, you know? man. They're all it's all different kinds of things that affect your brain that you get stuck on.
0: It's true. And I I I have a I know you've cut out alcohol recently. So not even that recently, but that I mean, do you think that's helped your productivity?
2: Oh yeah, like crazy. Because now I at night I get bored, which doesn't happen when you drink. Right. Uh so and I think being bored is like super important to being uh creative and like exercising that.
4: What made you stop drinking?
2: Um I was just kind of in a like a lull of my life and just kind of feeling like it was just repeating like I, we had been like off tour for like a year which is like insane to me um and and I couldn't really see like the end in sight so I was like I need to at least stop drinking until we're done tracking our record like until I, at first I was like I'm going to stop drinking until we figure out exactly where we're going to record and how we're going to do it and then once we figured that out, which was like within like two weeks of me stop drinking, stopping drinking, <laughs> um, I was like, oh, okay, this is probably really good good for me. And then I was like, I'll, I'll I'll go until we're done tracking. And then we were done tracking. And then I was like, you know what? This is probably just the way I should probably be for a while. And you know, I'm, I've never been like a big drinker anyway, and I never got like super wasted or anything. But it was just something that was kind of just like. Dulling down my creativity and product productivity.
0: What uh, what are you sort of writing for now? I mean, like, what's are you doing? Fake problem stuff. i doing this or solo stuff. Well, yeah. Stuff? So I
2: I I wrote like a million songs for the last Fake Problems record, and for many reasons, only you know about eleven of them got used, and a, a bunch of them that I really really liked didn't get used, and a few of those are the Antarctica songs um and then a, a few of the anargo songs are just songs i just wrote for Antarctica. and um and now i'm just writing and 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 i guess we'll see we'll see where it goes i always i never i sit down and i just write a song and it it, it i have a i've been told that it's a, a a problem of mine that it's i'm very like unfocused in my songs like not in in my songs specifically but like as a whole like they could be like a crazy dance song or a super poppy song. So now that I'm kind of realizing I can have places for them instead of having them all to be fake problem songs, it it makes it kind of more exciting because I can be like, "Oh, this song I don't get I don't get discouraged when something doesn't sound like fake problems because now it I don't it doesn't have to be."
3: You shouldn't worry about that. I don't think you're unfocusing your songs. I think the melody connects. The yeah, melodies I, connect them all. Yeah, People yeah. who tell you that are boring. <laughs> Mix it up,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: That's true. I like Jeff.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. He's right. He's completely right too. I like
4: you. Do you get? Do you do you feel like that's a trap though? Like I remember there was an interview with with Brian Fallon, and he talked about how after "Horrible Crows," he had to go back to figuring out how to write a gaslight song.
3: I don't feel like you doing "Antarctica Vespucci" is really like we didn't like go off track.
0: Whoa. Yeah, thank you. Like, like
3: it was just your songs that we just like I just kind of put my little thing on them. Yeah. It seems like you're just still writing in the way that you write. And yeah, just I like finding so. different
2: places for different things. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean that's that's kind of what I meant.
3: So it's not like you're again in the mindset of doing like a dancey
2: thing. Right. right. No, I'm saying like anytime I sit down to write a song, I don't know what's gonna happen. Like I just know. I just go. <laughs> I just go and then it, it could end up as anything. And sometimes I'll I'll get in my head about like oh how does this fit in with this yeah but now the dots but now later like on. like now I know that if it's like a more of like a power poppy song I, it it will like excite me because I'll go oh this sounds like an Antarctica Vespucci song mm-hmm. and if it's like kind of a darker weirdo song it could be a fake problem song Ooh, yeah. we should make some dark weirdo songs all right <laughs> you just screwed that whole system up there.
0: <laughs> but i feel like you know you recently covered the good life and i feel like tim is like a perfect example of something tim like is that. like
2: like legitimately my musical hero yeah yeah and i mean i started making music because of the ugly organ um, album of the year all records that he wrote and like that that has like totally informed the way I write songs and the way I make records and everything.
0: Dude, for me, uh it's all I mean, I love some all those records too, but to me, Blackout Yeah. that record is so like all the electronic stuff, it's, it's amazing so and it's incredible. Like, and then he like never really did anything like that again. I know. It's so yeah. great. Was so yeah. it a solo record?
2: It's a good life it's record. It's a good life it's it's a record. S- it's, second? it's second good life yeah. record. Okay. But he did they did two Good Life records and then the Album of the Year was the, like, the kind of hit Good Life record. Because it came out, like, right, like, I think the same year as Ugly Organ, right? Or maybe yeah, a year around after. the same time, for So sure. he was just in, like, a super, super, like... And that was when, like, Bright creative. Eyes was doing all, like... That's when the Saddle Creek, like... Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't want to call it a boom, but I guess it kind of was, right? Coin it! Yeah. The Saddle Creek boom, baby! <laughs> <laughs> um. So what what is it like being in Freak Problems? Because I feel like you guys
0: have been a band for a long time, and you have, like put out amazing records and have a fan base but it's not like it's not like a huge band either i mean like where where how does it feel to you like where you sort of fit in is it comfortable is it hard to gauge does it change
2: it's been hard to gauge for the past uh few years because we've been i mean pretty much an inactive band we've only gone on a, a couple tours in the past two years um our guitar player quit um Right after, <laughs> well, things just got. We heavy. made uh, so. So basically, th- I mean, this will be depressing for a second, and maybe I can swing my way out of it. Um, we made "Real Ghost Caught on Tape," which was the last full length that we released uh, at the end of 2010. Um, when we made that record, I was like, "Oh, this is what our band sounds like. This is like I like finally knew like what we were as a band because I've always been kind of searching for that." And then our guitar player quit, <laughs> um, so that that was a kind of a punch in the stomach. Uh, I mean, I, I love him very much. We're, we're very good friends still, but for, for the band, it was like kind of it kind of threw us threw us off a little bit. Um, so we just spent a lot of time just trying to kind of refigure it out and wrote a, a, a million songs. Um, but yeah, so right now we're just kind of gearing up. We finished all the songs. And we're kind of gearing up to start going back on tour again. Um, it's it's fun. It, it's it's always fun to play live music for your fans and stuff. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's it's still very fun for me. And, I'll, know, and I, I, is... I'll do fake problems for as long as as everybody else in fake problems wants to do it.
4: Yeah, I guess I so, just. So, uh, sorry, I was go gonna say, so everybody else has to quit.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys are great i saw you guys though. i saw you i guess at fest in october and it was so great oh
2: yeah that was that was super fun yeah yeah uh, did
4: fake problems start as just you and then you form the band
2: kind of there's like there's like three mystery years of fake problems <laughs> that i started someone's like,
3: got to do a documentary about that about like the mystery years of like a band of like fourteen fifteen year olds like just <laughs> starting yeah, well, like up until they actually put out their first record,
2: yeah, well, that's it. because so Derek and I did fake problems uh while we were in high school for about two years, like from sixteen to eighteen, and we were a totally different band. We sounded nothing alike, we were like kind of like trip hop influenced, I'd say, but like sixteen year olds playing trip hop and it was probably not very good. I've, I'm have very wary of going back and, and listening to it. Right. Um, but so at the end of high school, all of the members that weren't Derek and I quit because, you know, you go to college, I guess. Um, and we were like, oh, we, we want to keep doing this. And uh, so we got Casey and Sean and that's when we became like, the fake problems that everybody knows that everyone knows and loves today everybody knows and loves. <laughs> <laughs> um and and it kind of switched up our style and because that's when i started listening to more songwriters doing things like uh like tim casher cursive bright eyes rilo kiley against me that those were like our that was like our basis for for our songs at the time yeah what was the question? Was there a question in there? Did I not either. answer it? I,
4: I got lost in that tale, but <laughs> I do love Jeff's idea about the documentary of those middling years when a band forms in high school, then figures it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's ridiculous. We had uh, Greg from the Souls on, and he talks about how he's still in his high school band. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Like they f- it's insane, you know. And some people are like that, you know. I think you too. I think they might be. Yeah, they, that. they all.
2: They, that's that's probably Gaslight, the biggest probably, example. Right? No, no, yeah, they were like twenties They were like my age when they started that band.
1: Oof, Didn't say our age, huh? Because
2: he did. Uh, <laughs> he his turning man
1: beforehand, you know who else? Like, I just realized Radiohead.
2: You know, oh Radiohead yeah, because Johnny
1: Greenwood was like eighteen, right? <clears throat> yeah, they were all mm-hmm. men in, in high school, boarding school or something.
4: Really? Yeah. I like... just I just learned about Radiohead that OK Computer and In Rainbows are a double album. I don't think that that's. Like, No, they're they're connected, and Tom York has confirmed it that they're they're like you can the endings of certain songs in OK Computer like bleed seamlessly into songs on in Rainbows. Did he put out a track listing
3: like of how to do that?
4: Uh, No, he literally waited for people to he he waited for people to figure this out, and there was like uh, the interview uh, said there was slight irritation that it took people this long. (laughs) but you should be able to like you know play those songs together and it's all around the number 10 and it's all this and can you mix it in with the wall um
1: (laughs) as well Pink Floyd's The Wall it mixes seamlessly in with that. Mm.
3: If I was Tom York, yeah, I'd be yeah. irritated that I could do whatever I want.
1: That kind of, he seems irritated in general.
3: <laughs> ir- our audience irritates me. They let us make ambient music after being a rock band. Posers. Yeah. Jeff, do you often get irritated by your audience? Constantly. Right. Not anymore, actually. We used to have a lot of like drunk bro bros come to our shows because... I write, I write a lot of songs about drinking and being sad about drinking and like kind of what that leads to. I, that just tends to be where my brain goes a lot when I write songs. So I used to literally, early on in the band, uh, you could find my number on the internet back then because I was also a graphic designer, people would call me up while I was driving on tour and be like, what's up, bro? Are you drunk right now? I'm like, <laughs> nah, it's like 4 p.m. Like, I bet you're wasted. <laughs> like, no, I'm just a guy driving a car. <laughs> um and then at some point we we're just like okay every time there's a drunk bro at our show we we're just going to be like get the fuck out of here. We don't want you here. You're being the worst. You're bumming everybody else out and uh those people stopped coming. That's inspiring. Now now I love the people who come to our shows. i was so like weeded, terrified a, to weeded talk them to all him, out. Like
2: yeah. That's inspiring to me because I'm always so afraid to like call out somebody for being shitty. What would but, Kathleen Hanna do,
3: man? What would, well, what would Kathleen Hanna do? What would yeah. Ian do? And yeah. those are the people who people fucking love. Like, yeah. Those are people who last forever. The people yeah. who do, just don't stand for that bullshit. Yeah, but
0: right. that, that is the thing, though. I do feel like when you get to be a bigger band, that, like, that's kind of part—it's like. A, you know, whether, like, there's certain... Like, I like the Hold Steady, but, like, yeah. when I go to their shows, it's, like, all drunk guys. Who, yeah. Like, that's their night to go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's, like, a side effect when you get that big that those people are...
2: <laughs> going to a Hold Steady show is, like, going to Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. <laughs> totally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, some bands... Like, Atlantic <laughs> City. Not <Yeah>. even, like... <laughs> oh. like a,
3: just, just because it's people, just be like, all right, I got The weekend, I'm gonna fucking do this. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... That's great that
0: they're that band for so many people.
1: Mm-hmm. The, the wedding
0: there yeah there's some bands like, like Lucero there's just some bands where it's like the, it, anything goes I feel like yeah, cause it's yeah, like the sure. songs are about drinking and yeah. about that and I get that but also as an audience member I'm like this sucks
3: yeah I th- Bomb did kind of <laughs> a kind of a reverse that where like towards the, where it wasn't really like that at the end it was yeah, awesome that's I great I was, couldn't ask for anything more than the people who have
0: supported the music that I make um, <laughs> except to never talk to me please <laughs> 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 Uh, have people started bugging you about reunion stuff already? It seems like a lot of bands are getting back together these days. People,
3: like, I don't I don't think Bond Music History is going to get back together. Everybody, they're not even bothering me about it. They're just like, yeah, we'll see you at the reunion. I'm like, I don't really think so, dude. They're, that's, not, that's not how it works. You don't end your band and then go... That must take a certain kind of asshole to end their band and already start planning their reunion.
2: <laughs> I was thinking, uh, I had an idea the other day: is that after every Antarctica Vespucci show, we should say we broke up, and then, and then when we announce the next one, announce it as our reunion every single time we do it. <laughs> that's, that's, a,
1: that's a good bit. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good marketing idea. Yeah, going out of business, final sale. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Well, that show Just was advertised sale. as like the first and maybe only show. We yeah. don't really
2: know. Yeah, true. We can do that every time. <laughs> Isn't
4: it that ridiculous band out there in Brooklyn? Well, that's, that's, a, that's a loaded statement. Um, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous band in Brooklyn. Oh, that one. Um, <laughs> uh, Jawbreaker reunion. They're probably very nice. I oh, don't. Yeah. Mean, I should Dan say a
3: ridiculously Ozzie.
4: named band.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: They're called Jawbreaker Reunion? I think yeah. that's kind
4: of funny. Yeah. Do you guys not like that? I think, <laughs> that's kind <of> funny. <laughs> I think it's kind of. I funny. think it just
2: got Steven's hopes up too much. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it, so much, so much. See, if I'd done it, I would go way hip and I would just call it, you know, the Thorns of Life Reunion. It's, oh, oh wow.
1: it's literally the equivalent of um free beer as your band.
4: Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true.
1: Well, can Jawbreaker not reunite to,
3: because Blake's voice is just different now and he can't sing those early records? Is that what's up? He like actually he said surgery? that.
4: He said, but then if yeah. you, we saw some, no, Joan, you saw him solo. He kind of cranks
0: out a couple of I, still... I saw him solo. He sounded good, but, and he plays, like, he didn't play any Jawbreaker songs. Though. Yeah. He just no, played... I'm not
3: saying he can't sing. I'm just saying, like, he probably, those early Jawbreaker records,
4: he's like, ah, ah Yeah. Like, he probably can't do that. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's possible. I don't remember. Did we ask him about that when he came on the podcast? I think
4: we did. I think, or I don't know if we did, but, we, I know, I did read an interview once where he said, "My voice can't pull that off anymore." You know, that was. I know, felt like you, I was on you, acid
2: when I listened to the the episode that he was on. It's crazy. Of this right? podcast, <laughs> I was like, "This is some trippy shit."
4: <laughs> Why?
2: What? It's just just, go just, go he says he says some wild, him. wild. He things. like
0: he he rode his bike here, and uh, he's yeah, it was just it was really it's far int- out. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really interesting. A lot of shit talking. <laughs> yeah. It's a podcast. Oh, yeah. That was
4: really funny. <laughs> <laughs> go back and listen to it if you haven't. Yeah, go Going back. It's track, episode, episode number
0: 80-something, some maybe. I don't know. I
2: we'll edit it I in can't. post. Episode yeah. number <laughs> The whole episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. We should edit in the entire episode right
4: now. That would be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny.
0: And we're back.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, or we just continue this podcast of all of us listening to that episode together. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I was thinking. What if that
0: was a new podcast where you listen to a random episode of a podcast and then have a podcast about it? Commentary? What well, if you yeah. do
2: director's commentary over it? That and would then be like, put it on vinyl. In, Like maddening <laughs> to listen to. <laughs> When Chris said this, I was thinking, <laughs> I should follow up with this.
0: <laughs> and so I did. <laughs> Have well, you guys we're going doing that.
4: podcast
3: after shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's the uh, Trapped in the Closet DVD. Have you guys ever seen that? No. Uh, the commentary for the Trapped in the Closet d- DVD is R. Kelly sitting in a movie theater, watching Trapped in the Closet, smoking a cigar, and occasionally turning around and being like, isn't that part pretty cool? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it, you know... I heard, I knew I had the word dresser so I figured out he's got to have a beretta but he's just sitting there watching it and like occasionally turning around it's great that's amazing highly recommended
4: wasn't the the director's commentary for a Wet Hot American Summer I think it's just farts
3: yeah they did a fart track for that yeah. it's awesome yeah.
0: <laughs> but they have an actual they have an actual commentary as well everything on that oh, okay. DVD is worth multiple yeah. watches well,
1: I mean, since the commentary is basically kind of a podcast over a movie, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the answer is to do a movie over a podcast. <gasps> a movie over a podcast. To add video to an audio-only podcast. Wow. I think you may be on wow. to something, Brad. Re, That's why re you're up. behind the boards over Yeah, The yeah, idea
0: guy.
4: Fuck. <laughs>
0: We're- wow. <laughs>
1: this
4: had, is where we, this is where we drop the mics and we're out. I <laughs> know, yeah, right?
0: I think we're really onto something.
1: All right, we should edit this part out before someone steals it. <laughs>
4: yeah, no one steal this idea.
1: <laughs>
0: is this legally copy written If we talk about it, just say it's
4: copywritten. It's copywritten, right, trademarked, Creative I mean, yeah. Commons. Well, te- technically, we're all breaking the law anyway by doing podcasts. Oh, oh yeah, get you. So. What's what's uh-huh. illegal about that? because uh there's uh patent trolls that that say oh no I own this and they have like some weird license and they're suing people like oh yeah. Mark Maron Adam Carroll Adam Carolla is actually getting sued for millions it's now. actually the, 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 it. worst. the
2: coolest I've ever thought Adam Carolla has has been oh, right? the, he's like going he's like going right, He after, was the back first after one after to
4: them. stand up to him because they're doing
1: the, the standard troll thing which is suing for just a little enough money that people pay up yeah That's what they're doing so but yeah, Corolla was the first one to stand up to him, is that right?
4: Yep, yep. And there's uh but they're suing him for millions when he is oh shit, but fuck it, let's go after him. But that'll yeah. be cool. Stupid. That'll
3: probably be a court case eventually because that people reference because when you think about it, it's like cop it's like a patenting
1: recorded music. Yeah, well yeah. that's the problem yeah. with the suit is that it basically shuts down the internet in an essence. Yeah. It's not just podcasts, it's like one of those fucking retarded.
0: How, who are Ooh. those? Who are those people? Sounds, like, who are the trolls? I mean, it's, like it I, didn't.
1: I don't think this one started out as a troll. I'm probably talking out my ass. I don't know enough about. No, it. no, it's, it's literal, literal. Like, I think
4: it's like an inventor who yeah. who was disgruntled that they talk. Like it's usually, usually it's lawyers behind it. Exactly, get someone yeah. to be their person to then try and get talking. money because lawyers are mostly really good people. Yeah, I caught last night. He's saying that uh, so
3: your lawyer is like <laughs>
4: cool with you. No, I know some legitimately very cool lawyers and. Even they go. Wow, there's a lot of dickheads in this field. I yeah. caught
0: part of Adam Carolla's reality show last night. Ironically, oh, uh, how is I it? Was I, I like house. the idea of it. Yeah. Do you know about this? He's, no. He he used to be a contractor, I guess. Huh. And yeah, he was a
4: car- he was a full on carpenter, and his roommate at the time was who? Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. Who? Jimmy Kimmel. Been like, really? They've been best friends forever. Yeah. 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 He was he was he's like a he's a legit contracting carpenter dude. They used to have a bit on k-rock out in la where he did this character named mr bertram and he was a retired shop teacher and people would call in and say mr bertram i have um you know a carpet that's uh, i need to pull up and he would give them a legitimate answer of how they should do it but then he would also say something really awful like one of the jokes was uh mr bertram what do you use to pull a carpet up and he would go use a mexican
2: <laughs> uh, so the premise Some of the classic <laughs> Adam Carolla <laughs> stuff <laughs> God damn the, it. the premise of the
0: show is that him and this other <laughs> Him and this other contractor guy Go into people who've gotten ripped off By contractors basically And confront the contractor, like, with a camera crew. It's like Catch crew. a Predator. It's like with a camera a crew
3: and racist humor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the guy's like, what are you doing here? And they show photos of his work. They're like, where's the hot tub that you said you'd install? And he's like, uh, I don't know. And they're like, you give contractors a bad name. Like, blah, blah, blah. Either fix it or we're going to sue you. That's and then awesome. the guy will fix it. And they'll make him go back to the house and, like, fix, like, the shitty contracting work he did. That rules. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's weird. I, I sort of felt bad for the shitty contractor. Because he, like... I don't know. He, I just felt he ripped these people off, but it's like, just get, I just feel like getting yelled at is not the best way to resolve things. Yeah, getting shamed. Yeah. We just, saw,
2: we saw somebody get yelled at the other day. Talking about me? No. Wow. Oh. <laughs> With the 40? Oh, no, not okay. that. That was, that guy was an asshole. <laughs> um, the, 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 Let's c- not the, The father and son walking across the street.
3: Oh, yeah. They almost got hit by a car by Barclays Center because he crossed at the wrong time with his son. And all the crossing guards just shamed him so hard.
2: Yeah. I mean, he did the wrong thing. But right. he was already was like, feeling bad. It was hard yes. to watch. It was like very... And like a little kid watching your dad get yelled at by yeah, other what adults. Kind of father
0: are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's not like you're doing that on purpose. Right, Yeah, right. I see that a lot, dude.
1: I saw an a old Asian grandma, like, almost, like, literally dump a three-year-old in front of a cab. Ooh. Like, from the stroller. She went to cross... The street, and, like, the kid fell out in front of the cab. They screeched on their brakes. Holy Maybe smugs. that grandma thought that the kid was a superhero <laughs> at this
3: time for the kid to meet their
1: destiny, you know? I see, way, I see way too much. I don't care if you're an adult and you want to step in front of a bus, but when you have a kid, dude, good for the crossing guards, I say. For wow. shaming them? He, he needed to be Well, shamed. like, they've
3: never made a mistake in their lives? Uh,
1: it's, it's
3: He did It was... He didn't dump, I feel like you're picturing the crossing guards yelling at this person dumping a three-year-old in front of him. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Oh, he just really? crossed the street at the wrong time.
4: Okay. Right. It's
3: still kind of bad.
4: Well, here's the thing. How do you know it's the wrong time to cross the street? Um the, the lights? Um, There's lights walk. and cars coming. So really? you guys are aware of how this works, so this guy's a fucking tool. He's aware of how it
3: works. Well, I mean, but people make mistakes. People fuck up. And you we all live uh, or most of us live in New York City. You don't li- you don't really look at that stuff, and maybe his New Yorker instincts kicked in. He's like, Oh, I just cross whenever I want. And he's like, wait, wait, shit, shit. I have a kid. Shit. I'm in the middle of the road. Shit. <laughs> now I'm getting yelled at so,
4: Yeah. How do you feel? How do you feel about bicycle messengers in Manhattan? Um, what about them What do you mean? Because legally, (laughs) if you own a bicycle, you have to obey the same laws as a car. Yes, you have to stop at a red light. Yes, so I know a lot of people, uh, Brooklyn a lot who get nailed by cars. Yeah, and my first thought is always, was it a red light? Yeah, you got to look out for it. It is your fault if you
3: don't stop at a red light for sure, and if you're going the wrong way in a one way street, but uh, you know. I always feel like the, one of my favorite things about New York is just this beautiful, like uh, mutual relationship between pedestrians and bikers and cars, and everybody's always mad and yelling at each other. Like if no you're matter. walking, you're like "fuck this car." And if you're driving, like "why are you walking?" If you're on a bike, like, I'm on a bike, but nobody ever hits each other. Everyone's just always mad at each other, like but also looking out for each other. Like, all right, all right, I won't hit
4: you, but you're a dick. You know, I love it. Love it.
3: It's beautiful.
4: It's just giant, giant, uh, aggressive, passive aggression.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about that.
0: <laughs>
3: Finally, so we got Antarctica. to
4: uh, When's the. Um, I see your damn band name Artigo Vespucci? Yeah. Is you know, that right?
3: Yeah. It's like Amerigo Vespucci, but with Antarctica. Oh, I get the reference.
4: <laughs> I get, I'm glad you explained that. I don't. I still <laughs> oh, I don't get, get it. Well, I found
3: out that like, that was it. something I learned in my elementary school. And do you know how? People, did you know like, how, I how how America
4: Vespucci go got popular?
3: Yeah, because he named America, but he also just kind of stole it. I listened to the NPR thing, but I also have a bad memory. So um, he also he also, also wrote yes, erotic mostly.
4: Native American literature.
3: Yep. Yeah, he like wrote about it, but it was all just like the sexiest stuff. And that made people want it. Like, ooh, America Absolutely. sounds sexy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
4: He was a liar. He was, he was, he was basically the cartographer's liar. equivalent of Hugh Hefner.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. So that is out. The, the record is out now?
3: Record. Well, it's out on iTunes and Spotify and it's free on quote unquote records.com. Um, and the vinyl itself, which we've almost broken even on. Yay. Uh, nice. is available on Really Records.
4: Dot com. Now, what And what made you go with an actual physical copy just because you guys are fans of vinyl and you know that yeah. kind of thing? Why not just go all digital?
2: Yeah and I think people who people seem to really in, enjoy it and it's just like a cool thing that people can have.
3: I think that me and Chris are lucky that we could put out a record and enough people buy the record to make it worthwhile to press the record and um, I've been in I was in bands for a really long time where you couldn't have something on vinyl because you wouldn't be able to sell it all so now that like I'm fortunate enough to be in that situation it's like fuck yeah I gotta put this out on vinyl it's so cool it's still so cool to me to have something I made on a record. Yeah. Like and I've I've put out thousands of records (laughs) at this point but it's still so cool uh, to me. And you have all those
0: LP mailers
3: Yeah I have all those LP mailers mailers so you got to do something with them yeah
0: totally i should have
3: started a record label or pressing records before ordering the mailers like i just ordered a thousand mailers i thought it would be a cool thing to have and I was like well i gotta do something with these. better put out records
4: when you when you put the record together i know that there's you know people talk about you know neil young's pono thing that's coming out which i find ridiculous but how you can it's like You'll look on iTunes now, and it'll say mixed for iTunes. Oh, yeah, mastered yeah. for iTunes. Really? Yeah. Is yeah. it like uh, – I mean, do you – did you – do you have that thought in your head if it's going to be available on iTunes now or whatever? Like it just seems like a lot to think about when you're you're not just going into – the studio and mastering anymore It's yeah. like It seems like you're you Oh is it going to be on for FLAC files Or what yeah. the hell you
3: know? Well I mean when I'm mixing and mastering a record I have the benefit of not being very good at it So like There is plenty of roadblocks To listening to a mix that I've come up with That isn't like Well this isn't really mastered for iTunes <laughs> Like it sounds like shit's exploding And crazy <laughs> anyway So it doesn't really matter what it's mastered for for me yeah <laughs> you know yeah I, I agree. it's gonna sound not good no yeah. matter
2: what <laughs> i think our st- that stuff sounds awesome though I I thanks yeah i'm, I'm surpri- actually pretty happy i'm with surprised that. i'm surprised listening to it that we did most of that stuff just in your closet
3: <laughs> i say that i say what i just said and i do believe that but i also think that 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 record i think is the best sounding thing like i, I and i attribute that to benny just playing the drums so well Yeah, and uh, Treehouse Sound in New Jersey, like that room for recording drums, was really cheap and they were really nice. So,
0: yeah, I think that really did it. Yeah, so check out the record, check out Back to the Island podcast every week, and check out Fake Problems. Mm -hmm. You made your way to the outro like
3: a
2: real, right? That's pretty professional, huh? That was very nice, John. I'm I'm, I'm impressed by that.
0: And, yeah, thank you so much for coming back. guys. Thanks for having yeah, us. Awesome. For having come us. back. Jeff, wonderful everywhere.
4: surprise. Had no idea you were going to hang out with us. I love this. Yeah, thanks Yay. for having me. I'm sorry
3: that I talked all over your thing. No, if, if I come back, I'll, I'll let you talk all over my thing. When I'll you come, come back. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you for saying, I was is. saying if, because I don't know. I'm don't saying know. when. All right. All right. Tomorrow. <laughs> all right. <laughs> See you tomorrow. <laughs> See you tomorrow, everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, Chris Farron, Jeff yeah. Rosenstock woo, What a combo That was quite a combo Yes, It's a one-two punch That's a one-two punch of DIY punk rock <laughs> um, Thank you for them for coming by Be sure to check out their band um, And Arctico Vespucci uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right uh, Check out their podcast Back to the Island Check out Chris's band Fake Problems and His Shirts Check out Jeff's old band Bomb the Music Industry They have a really cool documentary coming out about the band, um, which are the previews you can see on YouTube, which are pretty insane. Um,
1: Maybe we can link to those.
0: Yeah, we can. I, we talk about it on the podcast, but we'll link to it also, um, so you can just have it all at your fingertips. Um, what else? If you like us, great. Thanks for listening. Someone wrote me an email that almost made me cry today. You said it did make you cry. It, it, it's, it didn't make <laughs> me like cry, but I got like a little emotional. It was a very nice email. Uh, called you a man-child. Yeah, so so send me a nice email, I'll forward it to the other guys and then they can make fun of my feelings about it. I was like, Oh, this is like really really emotional. Like these guys will be so validated that like we have people listening who like really connect and they're like, Oh, you cried. <laughs> so I'll just bury my emotions for another five years. Uh but yeah, so thanks for listening. Your emails are really cool. And uh we're also on Twitter going off track, we're on um Stitcher Uh, iTunes, uh, Facebook, leave us, say nice things about us if you want. Um, or just weird things. Or just say weird things. A lot of people will try to leave comments on our site, but you can't, but we can see them to approve them. Uh, people leave really weird stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Like maybe they know. Maybe they know something. For our eyes only. It's possible, but, uh. Yeah, and what else? And uh, United Nations record comes out July fifteenth. Just Woo! a little bit of promotion on there my you end. Go. On temporary should put that at the top of this I know, podcast. I know, I know. I'm burying it at the end, but yeah, on temporary residents, the next four years. So keep an eye out for that. By the time you listen to this, we will be streaming a song, so you can find that um, on the internet.
1: It's loud and painful. I'll tell you right now. It, it's loud. Just it's, be careful. It's pretty heavy. Yeah,
0: you may want to like. Turn- I don't mean
1: painful. Like you know.
0: Well, it is kind of a little painful, emotionally. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I'm just the Need emotional guy. Yeah, I'll be crying. It's a lot of blast beats and me crying, basically. That's like a good metaphor for like my life. Anyways, thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Hopefully there'll be more of us.